Did you know that BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness. My name is Dana Shergel, and I am a sexual wellness instructor that dives deep into all things kinky. I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. So let's talk about it. Hey, welcome back. Today, I'm going to be starting off with some good news that I want to share with you. The good news is that my BDSM and Kink Basics e-learning is now in the stages of becoming available on bededucated.com. Beducated is a sexual wellness platform that has over 100 online sex education courses from the world's top educators and experts. Beducated has been featured in Cosmopolitan, TEDx, Glamour, HuffPost, and Elite Daily. The platform has binge-worthy courses on anything you could possibly imagine regarding sex. For instance, you can enter keywords such as couple practices, sensual massages, communication, sexual health, erotic dancing, pleasing a penis, pleasing the vulva, anal, dating, and of course, BDSM and kink. Uh, Once I have the official date for the e-learning that will be uploaded, I will let you know. The draft contract was approved yesterday, so we are just taking the final steps, I guess, is next. So yes, Bed Educated is a subscription-based platform and has monthly, yearly, and lifetime passes. I highly encourage you to check it out for yourself, so I will leave the link in the description. However, today I want to address two hurdles within BDSM and kink. But even before we get there, I'm going to spend the first couple of minutes talking about the importance of aftercare. Because since there are hurdles and sometimes not so pleasant surprises within BDSM and kink, either mentally, emotionally, physically, and even spiritually, we need to know what to do should something come up. And this is where aftercare can help. Basically, aftercare is your instruction manual for how you want to be treated after everything has finished or in the case that you have been triggered. And aftercare is equally as important as the play itself. Now, aftercare has many components, but one very strong one is mental. The mental component is the time when partners restore balance and energy between themselves and each other. This is the chance to make sure everyone is okay and back to themselves and how they were before the play had started. This should include quick flings. Um, Even if you are intentionally going out for a one-time thing with little mental or emotional connection and that physical connection is all you're looking for, then that's great. But even still, you need to remember that our bodies are a minefield of repressed pain. Even when our mind forgets, our bodies still remember. And if something were to happen during sex that pokes at one of these hidden memories, then there's a high stakes game for a trigger to be set on you. You see, pain can live in the body for years, even decades after something has happened to us. Our nervous system remembers everything and can easily be triggered whether we are aware of it or not. Sex is a vulnerable space that can bring up so many emotions deep within ourselves that we didn't even know we had. So if you're thinking right now, oh, I don't want to trigger, how can I avoid being triggered? Well, that's hard. There are steps that you can do to self-explore possible triggers, but it's not something that you can 100% prevent. Are you sure that you know every detail of your life? 
You know, our brains and memories can only hold so much. So sex uncovers many things, especially within BDSM and kink. And really, no one knows all the details of your life. So no one can ever be 100% sure of what is or isn't going to set off a trigger until it happens. Some people can go years without getting triggered and then boom, something happens. And you got to remember that sex is a journey and not every journey is sunshine and roses. Through sex, we can experience all the positive and negative emotions we can think of. And sometimes we can control it and sometimes we can't. And remember, once a trigger is set off, it's too late. It's not something that you can just stop or put back in a box. Imagination has the power to take us back to places in our mind that we didn't even know we had. And often, imagination does a really good job at making things seem worse than they need to be. And don't be fooled. Most people think a massive boundary needs to be crossed to set a trigger off. But in reality, the simplest of mistakes or miscommunication can set them off. And again, once someone's triggered, it takes time to recover from it. A triggered person can express intense emotions or they can shut down on themselves completely. They can cry uncontrollably, start to shake. Being triggered can feel like a panic attack. I have an example for myself because one time I just forgot to tell my partner my limits had changed on something small. And even though it was something small, my body didn't know that. Sometimes our body and our mind, they don't connect and it can send you into hysterics. And for me, it took me about a full day to get out of mine. But the timing to come out of a trigger can range from anywhere from minutes to hours, but sometimes they can last days, even weeks. This is why your aftercare is so, so, so important. And I'm extremely grateful that I had someone who did everything in my aftercare, but you should want the same things too. When entering BDSM and kink, you want someone who's going to treat you how you would want to be treated should a trigger be set off. And if you don't have that person, and if you don't have that person who's willing to be there with you in that moment and do the things that can bring you back to yourself, your experience will only be, you know, 10 times worse. And think about it. Seriously, regardless of what type of sexual exchange you are entering, you know, whether it's a one-night stand, friends with benefits, a dom-sub relationship that's been going on for a few years, if you didn't talk about aftercare, then how do you expect aftercare to happen? Aftercare is a conversation that needs to extend past BDSM and kink. Everyone should be having this conversation. It's a conversation that needs to be had. This is to help everyone. This is also about responsibility, maturity, and accountability. You don't know if the sex you're going to have in that moment or even tonight is going to possibly unveil something to you that you haven't seen about yourself before. It's important to know what you're getting yourself into. You know, sex is powerful, especially if you're looking to use BDSM and kink to explore parts of you. Because if you are, then there's more likely going to be a day when you meet someone within you unexpectedly or get a flash of personal history in front of your eyes you didn't remember. It's the person who says, you know what, that would never happen to me. I would never get triggered. Nah, I don't need to know this. Yes, indeed, you, you know, the one person that's saying this won't happen to you. It could happen to you. So it's better to be prepared for stuff like this than to ignore it. And when you know the risks, you can make a better informed decision for yourself if the potential benefits outweigh the potential risks. Still, even when you know the benefits and risks, 
like I said, it's not something you can time. And BDSM and kink isn't an easy journey for everyone, which brings me to the second hurdle that I want to talk to you about today, which is giving yourself permission to release through sound. Have you ever had sex with someone who made absolutely no noise? Just like absolute silence? You know, does that person seem like they're very much into it? Are you maybe the person holding those sounds in? Look, I get it. Our whole lives, we've been taught to be quiet and to sit still. But sex is a space where we should be encouraging actually the quite opposite. I think that we should be using this space to take up as much space as we want. Use it as a space to be as loud as you want. Our bodies were meant to be moved. Our bodies actually like to be bent and stretched and pushed and used, like actually to their full potential. And when it comes to sound, they actually like to make sound and noises too. Plus, releasing through sound is something that doesn't get talked much. But so many feelings and emotions can be released through sound. We release joy through laughter. We release playfulness through giggles. We express and release anger through shouting. And we can release sadness and grief through sobbing. And we can release pleasure through moans and gasps and hums and haws and all of that stuff. Seriously, our bodies are designed to move emotions through us. And sound is certainly one of those different types of vessels to do that. And when our bodies are feeling true pleasure, they want to sound it off. And if you're someone who keeps those sounds buried in live, maybe you're, you know, you can feel it building up in your chest, but you don't really want to get loud. You haven't really expressed yourself to the limits. Know that by not allowing yourself to be loud and express those sounds within you, you're not allowing your body to experience the full orgasm it can feel at its full potential. And this applies to everyone. Although I do feel that women struggle with this concept a little bit more, you know, actually a little while ago, I was on the whiskey sex talk podcast with Romeo and Maria. And after the recording, we got on the subject of women orgasms in movies. And how if a movie shows a woman having a full orgasm, it's automatically rated an R or 18A or some of, you know, the higher end ratings. But yet there are so many films of men having orgasms that don't get such a harsh rating, which I believe has some interesting side effects. Because when women don't get to see a woman's orgasm in a realistic light... Some people just don't know what a woman's orgasm is. And this is especially true when you pair it with that so many people weren't educated on the clit or vulva stimulation in general. On one side, you have Hollywood discouraging showing a woman's orgasm. But then on the other, you have porn videos which make the female orgasm look very extravagant and on demand in most cases. But of course this isn't realistic. This isn't real. Pornography is not real. So the whole concept that women can produce an orgasm on demand over and over again, isn't realistic. Like maybe you can, that's amazing. But for most women, they need consistency. They need their minds to be at ease. They need to feel relaxed, safe, and secure. And when I mean consistency, I seriously mean it. When a woman says don't stop, what they're really meaning to say is literally don't do anything differently than what you're currently doing right now. Seriously, consistency is a major player when it comes to having a female orgasm. Also, there's this stigma that if you are a loud woman in the bedroom, then people have this, oh, like, oh, she sounds like a porn star, yada, yada, chit chat. But 
All I have to say to that is I think you should want to sound more like a porn star than someone who doesn't make any sound at all. Because when your body wants to make sounds out of pleasure, it's so hard to keep in, right? Like we've all experienced trying to hold in a laugh and it's pretty difficult. Also, why, 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 why would you want to hold in joy anyways? Everyone knows that you're having a better time in life when you're laughing and you're giggling and you know, when those positivities are coming through sound as well. And if you are someone who's making noises when you don't actually mean it, you just need to stop and be real with your partner, okay? You're just giving false positive encouragement for an action that doesn't actually bring you that sound naturally. Your pleasure sounds shouldn't be forced or put on, you know, unless it's intentional, of course. Instead, you need to sit down and talk to your partner about this and use this as an opportunity to work on your sex together. Because when you're in a very pleasurable state, those sounds will come naturally to you. Also, while we're on the topic of sound, can we just take a second to talk about smell as well? You know, smells are a part of life and especially in sex. And newsflash, everyone out there, the human body does indeed have a scent And scent is a big thing when picking a partner because, you know, your smell can be intoxicating for someone. So don't stress about it because if you're too much in your head about what you smell like, you're not going to have a good time. So, you know, unless you're like super dirty and you can't even handle your own scent and you're just like, oh, I need a shower or something like that. Don't overthink how you smell or at least try, you know, be okay with breaking a sweat a little bit and just realize that this is just human experience that you're going through. But anyways, by now, you know how important sound is for getting raw emotions and feelings and thoughts out of you. But I'll move away from scent and sound, but for a second to also mention how important taking up space and moving our body is for getting emotions, feelings, and thoughts out too. You know, shaking, moving, stretching, pushing, et cetera, et cetera, can release stress, tension, and anxiety. And if you have stress, tension, or anxiety sitting within you, Get that shit out of you in any consenting, healthy way you can ASAP. Act it out, shake it out, slap it out, do whatever the fuck you got to do to get it out. It's only going to aid you and create various health problems for you down the line. So, you know, you can use yoga, you can exercise, but hey, I use sexual healing and you can too. Sex doesn't have to be rocket science, but it also isn't a straight two plus two equals four equation either. Sexual healing has power. It is power. And if you haven't taken control of your sex, it's time to take back your power. There's power that can be obtained when you do a full body release as well, which includes sound. Sound can help you let go of things that don't serve you anymore. It's a primal thing that we all have. So I'm serious when I say that you need to understand that until you get used to your own sounds and even your own smells, Getting an orgasm to its full potential is going to be hard. You know, in the wild, researchers have said that bonobo apes can be heard having sex from miles away. So trust that our bodies want to rejoice in sex. So let yourself be loud and fully immersed in the moment. Doing anything otherwise is just going against the stream. So there it is for today. Two hurdles within kinky wellness that you need to be aware of. Even when you are intentionally going out for a one-time thing, remember that sex is a very vulnerable space that can release emotions, 
thoughts and experiences we may have forgotten. So for your protection, have the conversation about aftercare. And remember, it doesn't need to be long. It just has to cover the basics. And secondly, give yourself permission to release through sound. You deserve it. You deserve it. We can't keep quiet forever. And if you try, you're just going to explode or you're not going to allow yourself to experience a full body orgasm in the way that your body can experience it. But real quick, I have a couple additional things that I want to share with you as well, as I also have some more exciting news. Although this isn't until October, I am also really proud to say that I will be featuring at the Toronto Sex Expo this year from October 13th to the 15th. And that I've been asked to speak in the Kink Theater on the behalfs of Kinky Wellness and AIA. So definitely be sure to mark that in your calendars because last year was freaking amazing. And if you've never been to a sex expo before, you know, it's a lot of fun, but don't be shocked if you find it a bit overwhelming at first. I went with someone last year who had never seen an event like this, but after the first 15 minutes, they realized that everyone who is there is just as passionate about sex or learning about sex or sharing information about sex and that they want to get the sexual education out there just as much as I do. So if you're a little bit worried about going, don't be and just come by to the partition booth and we will make you feel right at home. Also, we're beginning to count down the days until we hit the road to go across Canada to promote the BDSM and Kink Basics. So if you're listening within Canada, make sure you check out my Instagram the next week. We'll be posting the cities that we will be visiting. But if you want to learn the BDSM and Kink Basics right now, you can always find it at www.thepartition.life. Also, get ready for the exciting new episode on Monday as I'm bringing on the lovely and beautiful Miss Mackenzie to talk about all things dominatrix related. But that's it for me on two hurdles that you need to be aware of within BDSM and kink. And if you have any hurdles or concerns about BDSM and kink that you'd like me to address, please make sure to either DM me on Instagram or put them in the comments. But thank you so much for listening. And I will be with you next week. And as always, stay kinky.